the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go-to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high-profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. Welcome to a Thursday evening here on the Idala Power Hour, live and local at 6.02, sitting behind my desk. Uh, it was a busy day here, and um, we got a great show for you. I have uh, Chief of Transit uh, Mike Kemper coming on, as he always does on Thursdays. Um, I have one of my partners in the lobbying firm, Shai Franklin, coming on, talking about some uh, stolen um, artwork from uh, the period of the Holocaust and that it's been returned. That's the good news. And I have Professor Jacobson discussing it as well. Um, we'll talk a little bit about my appearance on Megyn Kelly today, which was quite long. Um, but a couple of things I want to talk about in the law. First of all, um, there has been a suspect caught in that homicide of the community advocate Ryan Carson, who was fatally stabbed at the bed bus stop um, 4 a.m., uh, you know, there's pictures of, of the uh, pro, uh, the defendant, as he's called right now. The only thing that bothers me <clears throat> about this young man is he's walking out of the precinct crying. Now, he's 18 years old, and he's, he's so he's very young, and he's probably very scared. And the, the, here's what's bothering me, and I, I hope I'm 100% wrong, but my first homicide cases as a defense attorney had to do with a very, very high-profile shooting in Fulton in the Fulton Mall in Brooklyn. A guy who shot seven people. Luckily, nobody died. And when I walked in there as his defense attorney, the detectives knew me from the DA's office. They didn't realize I had left the DA's office. So they're assuming I'm chit-chatting with them, and I'm like, I want to talk to the guy. They're like, no, Artie, you can't. He lawyered up. I go, no, no, I'm the lawyer. They're like, you left the office? We thought you were still in the office. And I went in and I spoke to this young man, Ramon Cable, who was 18 or 19 years old, and, and he was crying. And he was in that cage, passing, uh, pacing like a, a tiger caught in a cage, and he was beside himself. And when we were in the DA's office, both when I interned them in Manhattan DA's office and back in the Brooklyn DA's office, there was an expression that said, the guilty can sleep. Meaning when the cops caught someone who was guilty, there's almost a natural reaction of relief, like you're no longer on the run. <clears throat> and uh, it, it was borne out through my years in the DA's office of people, of, of me walking in as a prosecutor and someone who's under arrest for a very serious crime. They'd be on the bench in the cage sleeping. This guy, Ramon Cable, who I represented, was far from sleeping. He was beside himself. And long story longer, 
I wound up finding an or a videotape of my client in Queens about a half an hour before he's supposed to be in Brooklyn shooting people all over the place, and the case was dismissed. Um, if you think about it, folks, when you see these, these are called perp walks. When you see these perp walks, tell me the last time you saw someone crying, the defendant crying as they walked out. Now, what happened to Ryan Carson is beyond horrific, beyond horrific. Um, I, I just want to make sure that the right person was caught here because there was a lot of fanfare when the Fulton Mall shooter was captured and, and, you know, oh, and the, by the way, there was a confession in that case, in the case that I'm talking about, the one I handled. So when the kid is telling me it wasn't me, it wasn't me, and he told me exactly where he was at the time, because it wasn't in the middle of this shooting here with of poor Mr. Carson. It was at 4 in the morning. The, the uh, Fulton Mall shooting was like, it was early, I don't know, 5 or 6 in the afternoon. Um, but I said to him, I said, you, you have a confession here, Ramon. How, what do you mean you're telling me you didn't do it? And he said, the cops told me what to write. They told me what to write, and, and they threatened me. And look, there's always a bad apple. There was a great apple. One of the detectives was the one who tipped me off right there in the state, in the precinct, who I knew. I'll just call him Richie. He was great. And he was like, Artie, something's not playing out right here with this kid. Yes, he gave us a confession, but he got a lot of the facts wrong. So I really hope that the NYPD did a spectacular job and um, that Brian Dowling is, in fact, the person who um, stabbed to death this poor, poor man who's, uh, I forget if it was his wife or his fiance. His fiance has watched him get killed. I mean, it's it's an absolute nightmare. Um, right, they were coming home from a wedding. and, and But kudos to the NYPD. Um, you know, there was one of the cases I spoke, I actually didn't get to on uh, Megyn Kelly's show, but it had to do with a little girl who was kidnapped and... Um, she was kidnapped, and uh, within hours, the cops were able to find the kidnapper and find the little girl safe um, because she, um, uh, the, the kidnapper gave a ransom note, and it left his fingerprints on the ransom note. They were able to find who the guy was, and they were able to go get him. I mean, law enforcement is just really so much better um, because of technology more than anything else. Like, in other words, in that case I just spoke about, the, the getting the fingerprints off of that envelope for the ransom note in the past would have taken days and days and days as opposed to like a couple of hours now. In the case of Mr. Carson, you know, there's cameras everywhere and they were able to use those cameras and it's not one camera. They keep going from camera and then they go a couple of doors down, they find another camera and a couple of doors down, they find a third camera and one camera may be a... Um, one camera may be a, a horrible shot, but then they, they get a better shot. So God willing, um, you know, that that these the guy who's caught on this tape is the right person because everyone makes mistakes. Um, but I am thrilled, thrilled that they caught him so quickly. You're going to hear some great news from uh, Chief Kemper because I did a pre-interview with him. You're going to hear how, at least in the subways, because he's really in control of the subways, crime is down significantly. And sometimes I'm on with people or they're like, that's because they're not making any arrests, Idala. No, 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 folks. This is the numbers of people who are calling 911 to say they've been robbed, to say they've been assaulted. And the one thing that everything always gets reported are murders. 
and I'll leave it to Chief Kemper to talk about murders in the subway system in 2023. It's good news. I'm sure Chief Kemper is going to admit we're far from where we need to be. But and I have no problem telling you when I walked around Times Square last night with Luca, yeah, I, you know, I felt a little uncomfortable here and there. There's a lot of guys selling drugs more than ever, and that's not a cool feeling. I'm walking with my 17 year old drug son, and they're asking me about coke. You want to buy coke? Um, I forget what else they were saying because I'm just walking quickly. There's still way too many mentally ill people walking around. And, you know, my son, Luca, all these kids are sheltered. He doesn't really know to walk away or step aside or, like, you know, just get out of the way of these homeless folks. Their pants are half around their butt. It's, um, It's a long way to go. But what Chief Kemper, who's coming up right now, is going to tell us is that we're heading in the right direction. And uh, I'm a big, big, big fan of the NYPD from top to the bottom, from Chief Madry, who's on the top, to Commissioner Caban. Everyone I know who knows the new commissioner, knows him for a long time, speaks glowingly of him. And so they should be applauded for making this arrest relatively quickly uh, during this, this. Yes, thank you. Thank you for this tragedy of, uh, of taking this really good guy, 32 years old, took his life away, um, you know, in front of his wife, coming home from a wedding, um, apps fiance coming home from a wedding. But you know what? Hats off to the NYPD. And I don't know what the studies bear out about deterrent effects of things. But if you're going to commit a crime now, this type of crime in the city, you're going to get caught. I mean, that's the bottom line. Their closure rate on homicides is like 80 some odd percent. Um, so the light and then the conviction rate on homicides is through the roof. So basically you kill someone, your the likelihood of you going to jail for 25 to life, 20 to life is very 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 high. Um but as my grandfather said, good better best, never let it rest till the good gets better and the better get best. Eric Adams is in Mexico screaming to the Mexicans and the people coming over the border, "Don't come here. We're full." We'll be right back. Hi, it's Arthur Idala. For over 75 years, the Columbus Citizens Foundation has promoted Italian-American culture and heritage and has provided thousands of scholarships to talented Italian-American students who need support to achieve their academic dreams. These scholarships enrich the lives of the rising generation who are destined to be our future leaders. Help make a difference in someone's life today. You can help Columbus Citizens Foundation by visiting www.columbuscitizens.org. These extraordinary students inspire us every day. Their leadership, passion, and pride in their heritage is a winning combination. The scholarships offer them a chance to achieve their goals and be engaged members of their communities. Columbus Citizens Foundation brings the Columbus Day Parade to New York City every year, and you can help them bring a quality education to Italian-American students in need by donating today. Visit their site at www.columbuscitizens.org. 
Attention taxpayers, ready for some bad news? With $80 billion in new funding from Congress, the IRS has launched their most aggressive hiring campaign ever to ramp up enforcement. If you're ignoring your taxes, don't delay another minute because your paycheck, your bank account, even your home or business could already be at risk. Now, here's the good news. Optima Tax Relief, America's number one tax relief firm, can get to work immediately, helping to protect you from the IRS. A-plus rated by the the Better Business Bureau, their tax attorneys and licensed professionals are experts at resolving tax problems. Let them help determine if you qualify for the Fresh Start Initiative or other powerful IRS tax assistance programs. Take control. Call Optima Tax Relief now for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Hi, it's Arthur Idala. Whether you're an owner of one machine or have a fleet of hundreds, Esco Truck and Equipment can help with all your equipment needs. Whether it be purchase, lease, or rent the right machine to improve your business, Esco provides a full line of link belts, excavators, light equipment from Dynapack and Chicago Pneumatic, or handheld power tools from Steel. Esco Parts can stock an extensive inventory and retrieve parts quickly to minimize your downtime. If you break down in the field and need a part, ESCO certified technicians will come to you on site to get you back to work quickly. ESCO is there for you every step of the way with regular maintenance inspections, service, and repair. Serving New York and New Jersey, call Joe E. Joe Eugenio, 718-504-2600 or go online to ESCOEquipment.com. That's E-S-S-C-O Equipment.com. ESCO is proud to celebrate Italian American Heritage Month. ESCO Truck and Equipment is a DeFazio company. Feel like you're trying to push a boulder uphill wearing skates? If you run or manage a local business today, you're challenged like never before. We get it and we want to help. We're Salem Surround and when it comes to marketing, consider us your personal move you forward company. In a recent study, we found that 53% of local businesses were classified as novices when it came to designing, implementing and managing their marketing needs. And that's where Salem Surround truly shines. We're a full service marketing agency that'll help you increase your customer base by designing incredibly effective plans to reach your consumers day, night, and everywhere they might be. Let us give you an absolutely free audit of your current marketing and what your competition is doing. Our digital sales and support teams are the best in the industry and deliver customized personal service that's second to none. If you're a local business and ready for the next step, Google Salem Surround New York right now. Our experts are ready to help you take your marketing to the next level. Google Salem Surround New York today. We all know that planning for the future is important. If you're not around, who will make decisions for you? Are your assets protected from probate and nursing home costs? The time to plan is now. Wills, trusts, power of attorneys, health care proxies, living wills, estate plan. How do you figure this out? Attend a Connors & Sullivan free seminar and have all of your questions answered by Mike Connors himself. Monday, October 16th at the Greenhouse Cafe on 3rd Avenue in Brooklyn at 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. Tuesday, October 17th at Buckley's Restaurant Avenue S in Sheepshead Bay, Brooklyn at 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. Wednesday, October 18th at the Adrian 
Ontario Hotel, Northern Boulevard in Bayside, Queens, at 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. Thursday, October 19th, at Conley's Corner, Grand Avenue in Maspeth, Queens, at 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. And Friday, October the 20th, at DeLucas Trattoria, 616 Forest Avenue, Staten Island, 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. You can't make any of these multiple dates. Just call Connors and Sullivan for a free initial consultation at 718-238-6500. 718-238-6500. As Mike Connors always says, the biggest mistake when it comes to estate planning is not planning at all. Listen to AM 970 The Answer on Alexa. Tune in, iHeart, or odyssey.com. going on here, San Bolino? BC Boys. That's what I thought. Looking down the barrel of a gun. Well, we don't, that's, that's, that's definitely what we don't want. All right, well, the Beastie Boys from Brooklyn, but I don't have, I don't have an authority on for, for Brooklyn. I have authority on for the whole city of New York. The chief of transit of the NYPD, Mike Kemper, we get to have him on on Thursdays. And it is just really such a privilege because as opposed to me reading statistics from you, and I never know they're accurate or not accurate, or reading some article from some uh, periodical or, or a journal that has one leaning in one direction or, one, or the other, I have the source, and I love having the source. And the source is Chief Kemper. So, Chief, let's cut right to the chase. How are things going down in our subways? Alter, first off, good afternoon, and uh, great to be here. And, and BC Boys, love it, love it, love it. Um, so, yeah, so the third quarter stats were uh, just released this week. So the third quarter of the year, July, August, and September, and, you know, the crime is uh, continuing the downward trend in the subway system. We ended the third quarter uh, down 8.4% versus the third quarter of last year. Uh, that comes to about uh, 48 less uh, major index crimes this year versus last year for that third quarter. And when looking at the crimes, you know, uh, you know, leading that crime reduction, or most notably, you know, robberies are down 7%. Uh, grand larcenies are down 15.7%. I want to get this out also, you know, for this third quarter, July, August, and September, you know, the busy months in New York City, zero homicides, thank God, in the subway system. Uh, versus uh, two last year for the third quarter. Uh, We had zero shooting incidents uh, this year for the third quarter uh, versus two. And that shootings also, you know, all last year, you know, when comparing shootings and homicides, we're down in homicides this year for the year also and and, and shooting incidents. Uh, You know, this year, you know, we have three, uh, you know, for the year versus eight last year at the same time. So You know what's interesting, Chief Kemper, is if – these statistics were exactly the opposite, right? So, God forbid, they everything went up to, to the degree that you just spoke about. It would be the cover of all the newspapers. It would be on every website. Uh, uh, but now that things are going in the right direction, I don't... I mean, if this has been reported, it has not been widely or, uh, you know, on the cover of the newspaper reported. Um, and it should be. And look, my fingers are crossed for this, this last quarter. And, I mean... I want us to have a party, God willing, at the end of the year that things are, you know, have gone down significantly. Tell folks a little bit, Chief Kemper, um, mm-hmm. 
I spoke when I had Tom Harris on, who, besides being the head of the Times Square Alliance and a friend of yours, you know, he was an inspector mm-hmm. in the NYPD. Sometimes mm-hmm. when I brag about you guys and the job that you're doing, and I say, uh, you know, crime is down, they're like, oh, Artie, take your head out of the sand. Crime is only down because the cops aren't making the arrest. They're not leaving their car. They're watching crimes take place, and they just keep driving. Could you school our listeners and tell them how inaccurate that is? That's that's absolutely inaccurate. First of all, uh, uh, Tom Harris is a good man, and I actually worked with him. He was the uh, precinct commander for the seven zero precinct. I was a COD. Uh, I was the precinct commander for the seven six. Uh, he's a real, real good man, and I, I, I see him every now and then. Um, but you know, when looking at arrests, I mean, I hear the same thing. And also, I just want to get back very quick. I just want to, you know, listen. We recognize we still, you know, we're down in crime, and 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 we're you know, certainly encouraged by that. And we do recognize there's still a lot of work to be done in the subway system. Uh, we realize that, and, you know, this is, it's, it's a positive trend. Uh, we're happy with it. We want it to continue. We want it to only get better. Uh, and we do recognize that, uh, that perception uh, issue, perception and fear and, and people are, uh, you know, some people are afraid, you know, they hear the stories on the news of, of incidents uh, that occur. And, and some of these incidents are tragic and nasty. Uh, they read the papers and, you know, a lot of what they see sometimes when they come into the subway system, uh, you know, with their own eyes, whether it's homeless, whether it's mental health or whether it's just, uh, you know, acts of lawlessness, you know, disorderly, uh, uh, disorderly people, uh, you know, it, it scares them. So we're working very hard on that perception issue also. But when talking about arrests, I mean, if anyone is saying we're not making arrests, that's why crime is down. Um, it's quite the opposite. I mean, we're up, you know, when looking at the year, we're up 57.5% in arrests in the subway system. And then you might ask yourself, what does that 57.5% mean? Well, I'm going to give you real numbers, Arthur. Um, we're looking, uh, this year we have a little over 10,000 arrests in the subway system versus 6,400 uh, last year. So, 35, 3,600 more arrests this year versus last year. It's a now, solid like 40% doing the math off of my head. Whatever, 38. Yeah, I, I mean, I that's have a 50, big number. 57.4%. I mean, I, I rounded it off. It's, it's you know, but it's, it's 57.4, uh, 74, 84, 90, Yeah, you, you know, 35, over 3,500 more arrests this year versus last year. So, and what are those I mean, arrests for, Chief Kemper? So we're up in felonies, we're up in misdemeanors, you know, felony arrests for the year, we're up 23.5%, misdemeanor arrests, we're up 73%, violation arrests, we're up 77%. You know, these arrests range from, you know, the worst possible crimes, murder, rape, robbery, these these high-level crimes, And but the bulk, the majority of our, our, our arrests are for these lower-level offenses. You know, I'll give you Quality a couple of life of, offenses that we call them. Yeah, call look, them. fair evasion, uh, graffiti, uh, uh, wait, 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 just, just stop right there. Let's talk about the fair evasion, because I'm a yep. true believer of, you know, if a guy jumps the turnstile, he is emboldened with lawlessness. And I say a guy because I don't see that many women jumping the turnstile. So if they be- begin their entrance into the subway system by breaking the law, I think it emboldens them to continue to break the law. So tell us what the NYPD is doing regarding uh, fair evasion. Yeah, so, uh, Arthur, you're right. And, and, and that's also uh, part of the perception. And when people come into a subway system, these turnstiles are usually right when you walk in within a few seconds. 
And if the first thing you see is acts of lawlessness, such as people just walking through the gate or hopping a turnstile without paying, it, it just gives the impression of a lawless environment you're going into. So, you know, our strategy has been shifted uh, this year and paying heavy, uh, heavy focus and heavy attention at our turnstiles. Um, and we, be we be believe, you know, that lawlessness must be uh, in place immediately preventing people from going in, committing crimes. and just So, Chief Kemper, um, Joan, Joan wants to talk to you for a second. <laughs> so I have been seeing a lot more people doing this fare evasion jumping, even so much as like younger kids, yeah. high school kids, tourists. It seems like it's a thing, and it's, it's interesting. Um, I don't know if, it's, if we have enough time, if we can extend a little, but there's a guy on social media who does these little content videos and he shows himself jumping and there was a female cop who did a video with him doing this. But I mean, it's sort of like he's glorifying this jumping and I'm wondering if people are getting the idea to do this and doing it to get away with it or to do a video of themselves. I think, I think it has a lot to do with a lot. I mean, you know, what's interesting, like when we arrest someone for fair evasion, almost all of them have money on them more than yeah. enough. To pay the fare, um, you know the kids that are jumping the turnstile. These young kids, they get student cards. You know, they they, they get free free passes to. Yeah, it's uh, almost to like a, right. It's like a cool thing to do. Chief Kemper, I'm about to run out of time. I just want to address something that's going on in the internet regarding it. An NYPD officer. <laughs> There's this TikTok video of one of your uh, officers, which yeah. I think is cool, and she's an attractive woman, and. I think she humanizes uh, what a police officer is. <laughs> Excuse me. She's dancing and having some fun in front of the turnstile. Um, and um, I don't know. I think she's catching some flack for it. I was walking through Times Square last night with my son. I saw so many police officers interacting with the community, taking pictures with the community. I don't think it's a major you know, offense. But I, do you have any comment on, on what's going on here? Yeah, so first off, uh, I'm aware of the video. Um, that video was uh, released, at least I became aware of it last night. Look, is it the best decision? Uh, is it the best look for the NYPD? Probably not. Um, my, my personal opinion is, is that she probably didn't realize all the attention that she was going to get. Uh, but look, she's, uh, she, she's going to be fine. We're aware of it. This is not the crime of the century. Uh, you live and learn. Uh, and she's like, you know, besides being a cop, she's a human being. And, you know, what people are writing and people are saying is just, uh, you know, just not not nice. So, well, you know, let her know she's got a a big supporter in the Idala Power Hour. Um, Chief, I appreciate I you jumping on and uh, you're always welcome here. Doesn't have to just be on Thursdays, any day you want. Arthur, I appreciate it. And uh, Joan, be well and, and uh, enjoy your uh, weekends. All right. Thank you so much. That's Chief Michael Kemper, he's the chief of transit of the NYPD. You know, obviously, there's a guy sitting on a bus stop the other night who gets stabbed, and that's horrible. There's still plenty of crime going on. But there was a time not very long ago where you were safer underground in the subways in terms of crime rates than you were above ground. And since I'm a regular subway rider, you know, I don't mind that at all. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back right after this.
Coming up tonight at 7, it's Radio Night Live. Imran Ansari, Kevin McCullough talk all things legal. And right now in New York, that means all things Trump's civil trial here in New York City. Join us tonight at 7. AM 970, the answer doesn't have to stop when you turn off your radio. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter or Instagram. Download the app. Just search AM 970, the answer. Take us with you wherever you go. Eye on Real Estate, New York's longest-running show on real estate, answers everyone's questions. From California to across the Atlantic in London. It's actually Gateshead, a little bit away from London. I've been a huge fan of yours for many a year. Dottie Herman and her expert team will help you through the ins and outs of property ownership. We have great listeners, a great audience, and a great team of professionals. Call 866-970-9622 with your question, Saturday morning at 10 on AM 970, The Answer. Hi, it's Arthur Idala. FazTech Industries helps you with all your construction and demolition and weekly waste removal needs. Roll-off containers from 10 to 40 yards, perfect for house, garage cleanouts, and construction and demolition debris. Specializing in removal and recycling of dirt, rock, concrete, brick, and asphalt throughout all five boroughs in New Jersey. Rear load trash containers from 1 to 10 yards. Compactors from 25 to 40 yards. Number one supplier of recycled product. Wholesaler of virgin quarry materials from bluestone and sand to belgium block provider of roll-off containers providing staten island businesses weekly trash removal and recycling pickups number one private employer on staten island so call today and ask for joe c at 718-494-1600 mention this ad for 25 dollars off your next roll-off container rental faztechindustries.com f-a-z-t-e-c-i-n-d.com faztech is proud to celebrate italian american heritage month a defazio company. My name is Imran Ansari, and I lead the Civil Litigation Division of Idala, Bertuna, and Kamins, the preeminent New York litigation law firm. Have you been injured in a construction site accident? Have you fallen from a scaffold, ladder, or height while on the work site? If the answer is yes, then you may be entitled to significant monetary compensation for your injuries. In most cases, the law in New York favors you as the plaintiff if injured in a fall while working on someone else's property. It is important you speak to an attorney right away to make sure your rights are protected. Myself and our team of experienced trial attorneys will never settle for less than what you deserve. We are always ready to go to court to fight for you and seek justice. If you or a loved one have been injured in an accident, don't delay. Call Idala Bertuna and Cammons at 212-486-0011, 212-486-0011, or visit us at idalalaw.com. Idala Bertuna and Cammons, fighting for justice, fighting for you. Hi, it's Arthur Idala. We've been talking about Plaza College's court reporting program all year long. Well, Plaza College, on behalf of the New York State Court Reporters Association, is proud to announce this year's one-day convention, A Steno State of Mind. A Steno State of Mind is being held at the historic Eastern District Courthouse on Sunday, October the 22nd, from 8.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. in Brooklyn, New York. This full-day event inside the famously historic courthouse will bring members of the court reporting community, working reporters, and students together for 
six seminars celebrating this high-powered profession. You know what that means? Working court reporters, you will earn six NCRA-approved CEUs and the latest industry insight. For more information and to view the exciting agenda, visit nyscra.org slash 2023 fall convention. Again, register today at nyscra.org slash 2023 fall convention. Get yourself in a steno state of mind. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Welcome back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with lifetime New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala making the case for the city he loves. Here's Arthur. Nice, Sam What are you rocking here? Axel F? Axel F, Harold Faltermeyer, whose birthday is today. Very nice. And what, what did Pink do today? What did Pink do today? Well, Pink started a three-week run at number one on the UK singles charts with So What, which I think I'll have to play a little later. All right. That's Matt Sam Boland for you. Oh, and Matt, I just want to wish you a happy circuit. I, I know you celebrate, and thanks for coming in here on the uh, one of the high holy days. Oh, uh, you're welcome. <clears throat> so, speaking of my Jewish brethren, um, the Grundbaum heirs have tried in vain for 17 years to get Oberlin College to return the drawing called Girl with Black Hair, including multiple demands and a civil lawsuit, but it was a recent criminal seizure warrant out of the Manhattan DA's office and attended bad publicity that appears to have swayed Oberlin College to finally give up what we consider to be stolen property. Two men who know a lot more about this than I do. One of them is uh, a friend and a partner, Shay Franklin. He is my partner in our in-house lobbying practice, Gotham Government Relations, where he directs the National Government Relations Group. Hello, Shay. How are you, sir? Doing great, Artie. How are you? And happy yep. Italian heritage. I know there's a big event tonight. Yep. We're going to go to New York City. Little, little Gracie Mansion action. You look very handsome today when I saw you, Shy, by the way, but that's typical. Thank you. Let's bring Cornell University law professor and founder of EqualProtect.org, William A. Jacobson. He's a clinical professor of law and the director of the Securities Law Clinic at Cornell University, a law, uh, school of law, I'm assuming. Um, and you're the one, Mr. Uh, Professor Jacobson, who uh, wrote one of these articles that uh, you and uh, Mr. Franklin are going to be discussing right now, correct? Yep, I covered this, and uh, finally it's maybe at the end, but it's quite a story. Well, you want to fill us in a little bit on the story? Sure. Some of the readers who have, I mean, the listeners who have not much yeah. of an idea of what, of what we speak. Okay, so Oberlin College, everybody knows, it's the ultra-left-wing, wokest college in America, practically. Um, You know, they've protested everything there from cultural appropriation of food in the dining hall and everything else. Um, They purchased their museum in the late 50s, a painting um, by some uh, an artist whose last name is Sheila. Well, it turns out, no surprise, there was a lot of artwork stolen from Jews in Germany and in Austria and throughout Europe during the war and before the war. And this painting that they bought called Girl with Black Hair was stolen by the Nazis from Fritz Grunbaum. They forced him when he was in the Dachau concentration camp to sign over the rights to his entire collection. He was a fairly famous person, a cabaret singer and collector. 
reportedly the inspiration for Joel Gray's character in Cabaret. And uh, these paintings got circulated around the, the world, the country. Well, it turns out one's at Oberlin, the Grunbaum heirs, they have a trust to try to recover his artwork, found it was at Oberlin, and they wrote to Oberlin in 2006 and again in 2009, and Oberlin told them to get lost, that we're not giving it back. Uh, the Congress in 2016 then passed something called the HEAR Act, which would uh, extended the statute of limitations to sue to recover artwork stolen by the Nazis during the Holocaust. And his heirs sued in 2020, in 2022, sued Oberlin College in federal court in New York, and Oberlin fought the lawsuit, would not give it back. Well, lo and behold, about three weeks ago, the Manhattan District Attorney served a criminal warrant to recover that drawing, plus some others at other locations. And we called attention to this at my website and got a lot of publicity. And one thing that's super important is Oberlin treated this, the heirs of the, the Holocaust victim very differently than other people because Oberlin College very famously returned a cloth bag that belonged to a Native American tribe and celebrated how they were returning it. But for the victim of, of the Holocaust, his heirs, they wouldn't do it. And they just, uh, we just learned today, actually, that they've settled it and they're going to give it back. Well done. After 17 well done. years, after 17 years of refusing it, uh, I'm sure they'll portray themselves as so virtuous for turning it over, but it, it's not virtuous at all. They, they didn't like the spotlight and they didn't like the criminal aspect of it. Shai Franklin, what do you have to say about all of this? Well, I, I, it's great to be on with, you know, one of the more prominent culture warriors from, from the right. I know that certainly uh, a professor uh, would, would bill himself. Uh, I want to ask the Carnegie Museum in Pittsburgh and the Art Institute of Chicago each had a Schiller work, which was part of the same effort to recover uh, from these looted assets. And they're in the same, basically same legal situation. Um, I, I don't know if the Art Institute of Chicago is ultra-liberal. I don't know if Carnegie Museum is woke. But I wonder why the focus on Oberlin, if this is about how to get Holocaust-era looted assets back. Yeah, well, uh, I've read that Pittsburgh is giving it back. Um, I don't know about the Art Institute in Chicago. There were seven other institutes, um, some public museums, some private collections, um, and those that was famously announced two or three weeks ago in a big ceremony at the DA's office that they're turning these back. The reason that I focus on Oberlin is it's so often in the news and it holds itself out as being you know, virtuous. And it's constantly virtue signaling about its progressive values and things like that. And so I thought it's particularly noteworthy with regard to Oberlin because of the contrast between how they portray themselves publicly and how they act when nobody's looking. And there's a saying, I don't know who, who actually said it, that, you know, uh, being, virtuous, do, being virtuous is when you do the right thing when nobody is looking. Okay, and for 17 years, nobody was looking at Oberlin College, and they didn't do the right thing. Finally, with the Manhattan uh, Warrant, it put a spotlight on them and a couple of other places. So that's why I think Oberlin's important, because it's the hypocrisy of not only how they treated other cultural artifacts, 
turning it over to a tribe. And they had never been, it wasn't stolen property from the tribe. They just felt they should give it back. Uh, but they don't treat this person that way, this, these heirs that way. So that's why I think it's important. But mm-hmm. I think it's a bigger issue about there's a lot of places where this looted art is still located. How, how, how does the Manhattan so, so, DA's so, so, office so, get, get jurisdiction? I'm curious, Professor. Yeah, well, I think that their claim for jurisdiction is that these paintings at one time passed through Manhattan. And since they passed through Manhattan, it was essentially stolen property that had been at one point in Manhattan. That's the claim to jurisdiction. It might have been interesting if Oberlin or one of these other places fought the warrant. Okay? Uh, but to, to my knowledge, nobody has fought it. That was the, the Manhattan DA's jurisdictional claim is that the property had at one point been in Manhattan. Okay, Shai, I'll let you, we got one minute left. I'll let you have the last yeah, word, so, the last question. Look, I, I would say from my from my time with the World Jewish Congress, I don't know if it's time for a question, but I'll say when I was the World Jewish Congress, you know, we did a lot with, with looted assets and we did a lot with communal property. And I have to say there's a very big difference both legally and morally between recovering artwork for private citizens who, who it, they deserve to have it back and recovering, recovering collective patrimony or matrimony, maybe, uh, for, for, for peoples, right, for groups, for nations, whether it's the Jewish community writ large or individual Jewish communities or for Native American tribes. That is, there's a very big difference there, and a bunch, I think a much bigger moral responsibility, uh, especially with what we call airless assets. So I, I, I don't think that it's a fair comparison, the, uh, the, the, this uh, Pierce-Ney, uh, whatever it is, this, this uh, artifact that was returned, uh, and, and look, I think every litigant, I hope Artie would agree, every litigant, uh, the plaintiff or defendant, has a right to, to you know, to, to go through the legal process, for, especially for a very valuable piece of artwork. I, I do believe in returning these artworks. I believe we need to do everything we can, but I do believe in due process. And it looks like due process has been served this time. Who could argue with due process? Professor Jacobson, Shai Franklin, thank you guys for finding the time to come on uh, to discuss what is a very important issue here. And, and this is... Hopefully the first of many of good things uh, that will be done down the road. Thank you for your hard work. Professor Jacobson, we'll see you again real soon. Take care. All right, folks, we'll be right back. We're going to have so much fun. Joni's here. She's going to tell us about the flood and um, her play. And then Sam Bellino's going to play some fun music. It's going to be a blast here on a Thursday night on the Idala Power Hour. Don't go away. Hi, it's Arthur Idala. When you're looking for concrete materials for your next construction project, call on the experts of Diamondback Ready Mix, New York and New Jersey's number one premier family-owned concrete supplier proudly located on Staten Island, providing concrete services for commercial, municipal, and residential general contractors throughout New York City and New Jersey. The Diamondback Ready Mix quality is our strength service will guide each customer from the initial order through the final pouring fully in insured in New York and New Jersey and will produce your concrete with durability, strength, and appearance for your project. Call today and ask for Harry Lynch for personalized service. Call 718-650-5649 for your free estimate. That's 718-650-5649 or go online to Diamondback Ready Mix. That's R-E-D-I-M-I-X dot com. Diamondback Ready Mix is proud to celebrate Italian American Heritage Month, a DeFazio company. We are proud, proud to serve, to serve our country, to serve our local communities, to wear the uniform, to be a soldier, to serve abroad when and where duty calls. We are 
ready to stand with our brothers and sisters to defend, to serve, to fight. We're always ready. We're always there. We are the New York Army National Guard. Sponsored by the New York Army National Guard. Craving that signature Sunday sauce? Michaels of Brooklyn will make your place a must. Join Michaels of Brooklyn Sauce of the Month Club. Receive a different jar of Michaels of Brooklyn pasta sauce, homemade pasta and biscotti each month for six months. Make your home the place to be with Michaels of Brooklyn's signature fresh marinara right in your home. Visit michaelsofbrooklyn.com and order online. That's michaelsofbrooklyn.com. Michaels of Brooklyn, serving the community since 1964. Hi, it's Arthur Idala, and Bay Ridge Honda is kicking off October's spooky season with scary savings so low you'll scream. Bay Ridge Honda is your family-owned and operated Honda dealer for over 60 years, serving the five boroughs. You can browse from over 200 new Honda vehicles, like the all-new Honda Civic, CRV, and HRV, ready for you to drive home today. And over 100 certified pre-owned vehicles backed by the Honda True Program at their 2022 President's Award-winning dealership. And right now, get 0% APR financing and zero down payment on select new 2023 Honda models all month long. Plus, receive 50 when you turn in your trade or lease when you purchase your next car with Bay Ridge Honda. Even if you don't buy a car from Bay Ridge Honda, they want to buy your car from you. So visit Bay Ridge Honda at 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, or online at BayRidgeHonda.com. That's BayRidgeHonda.com. These deals are available to qualified buyers. Additional fees may apply. See dealer for details. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970, The Answer. Pink action. So this is called So What? Yes, it is. Here we go. So Leah, you're being saved from watching Joni dance and snapping her fingers. I'm wondering if he's playing this maybe because he wants to start a fight with us. I don't know about us. Maybe he's in the wrong pronoun. You never know. Or maybe you. Simply, you want to fight with me? No, of course not. (laughs) Maybe Joan. So this is one of my favorite songs, and I saw Pink with my nieces and my uh, sister-in-law and cousin-in-laws a couple of years ago when the kids were real little, and it was super fun. She is an amazing performer. She puts on a very acrobatic show, too, right? Yes, she does. Oh, my gosh, yes. She's like a circus performer. I don't know how she does Simply, did you ever date her? No, I did not, but I know a lot about her, apparently. <laughs> um, okay, God bless. Um, I uh, did a little Megyn Kelly show today, and that was very interesting. It was a lot um, of Megyn Kelly today. It was yeah. way longer than I thought it would be, and it was Showing fantastic. Showing out for like an hour and a half. Um, myself and my friend Mark Iglosh, you know, she does like a trifecta. She's on YouTube, her own podcast, and then Sirius Satellite Radio. Um, so she's she's kicking it pretty good. Uh, one of the things we spoke about was the um, SBF Bachman Freed Sam. Is it Bachman Freed? Bankman Bank, Sam Bankman Freed. I'm speaking of Freed. I'm a little fried. It's been a day. I had a 
drop off Luca at school. That was an hour there. Try to hook him back. That was an hour back from Queens. Uh, I had a 10 a.m. meeting that um, it's a top secret meeting that I'm not allowed to talk about. But it was a little intense, but I kind of took it over and whatever. Then I walked from 30th Street back to 45th Street, met with a young man who's talking about maybe coming to work here as an attorney, which was very cool. Then I went on Megan's show for two, basically between the prep and the beginning and the end. It was two hours. And then I had a conference call with a client and a his brother and a co-defendant on a big federal case that's supposed to go to trial and there's contemplation of a plea. Um, and then I guess I hung up doing that. And, oh, the lawyer who I spoke to about maybe coming here called me back with some questions. And then I, um, and here I am doing, uh, about to do this show or having done this show or I am doing this show. And we're going to need another floor. Oh, well, not yet. We, still we got are room. we got busting, room down the hall. We are we got, busting out of the seams room. here. Believe me, I spoke it's to fantastic. Mr. I spoke to Mr. Foley. You know what he said to me yesterday? He what? goes, "Is there room at the end of the hall there where the accountants are <clears throat> to set up like a table for like Joan and Mario?" I said, "Yeah, sure, I could arrange that." I go, "Joan would slit her wrists <laughs> if she was in the other hall, away from all of the action." I can't even be in a room that has a door with no window. Yeah, I no, have it's to. It's not be, about that. It's that's about why you I need to be amongst kitchen. everyone. Oh yeah, exactly. That's why I sit in the kitchen often because I want to see every single person passing by. It's really great, Cimbalino. I'm, I'm talking to a guy. Yeah, I'm talking to a guy who's like facing 25 to life in jail and he's like crying. His wife is like, why are we going to support the family? And Joe's like, let me take a picture from Facebook Live. <laughs> well, she's doing her job, right? Okay, that's a little intense. I didn't do that. But I did try and wave you in very quickly because I know you get, you know, you're being a lawyer. That's your day job. That's what you do. And this is why the radio... This is why I'm here for you. Okay, so and let's Sam talk about Bellino me being a lawyer. So be a lawyer. Sam Bankman-Fried, 31 years old, lost billions of dollars. Um, at one point, the, the his FTX crypto exchange was worth $32 billion. They said he was worth $16 billion, but he had the FTX exchange, and then he had Alameda, which was an, a, an investment company, and basically, to keep it very simple, he was commingling funds, which he was not allowed to do. He claims that it was a rounding error, that there was so much money going in and out. The quote he used was an infinite amount of money, uh, infinity money. There was, there was inf- he had infinity levels of money, and that it was a rounding error. An eight, Sambolino, eight billion dollar difference was a rounding error. Not eight million with an M, eight billion with a B. Um, his case is going to trial, and I, I don't know what you're doing. I can't see that, Joan. What are you doing? What? I'm doing something because you what? earlier said infinity, and you talked about little Arthur. Oh, I wanted okay, you to, I can't see to say that writing. analogy. Yeah. So uh, my son. I'm writing um, upside down for you. Just just um, learned the term very recently, infinity. So now, like, when he gets excited, he's like, you know, how big is it? Is, is it one, two, ten? Is it infinity? And then he'll be like, Daddy, I love you, infinity. So it's a very sweet way oh, of sweet. him describing. Yes, and that's when he's not, like, yelling at me about something that I did. Anyway, um, this case is going to trial. It's going in trial. In, it's it's in tri- on trial now in front of the same judge that Trump's trial uh, went on in the spring regarding um, E. Jean Carroll. Um, that's Judge... Um, uh, Lewis Kaplan, who I've appeared before. He's a Bill Clinton employee. He's a Harvard Law guy. <clears throat> he's a tough guy. Um, <clears throat> he's going to be tough on the lawyers. One of the lawyers is Christian Everdell. He is one of the lawyers who represented Ghislaine Maxwell. 
<clears throat> we're doing her appeal. So I know his work from reading the transcripts. He's a very good lawyer. One of the biggest problems here is that Sam Bankman-Fried's girlfriend at the time was the CEO of the board of directors or the, the chairperson, I think, of the board of directors. And they have her on tape saying that there was a hole of a financial hole in one of the companies and they used money from one company to put it into the other company, which they were not supposed to do. And here's, they're going to try to claim that it was done in, in maybe in a negligent fashion, but they have her on tape telling the board that they were doing it intentionally. There's a lot of problems for this case for the defense. They may not be insurmountable, but if you want to know like why there are all these problems, uh, I mean, why they're, they're taking this to trial, he was not offered a plea, plea offer. His girlfriend was, she was the chair, uh, other people have been, but he wasn't. So this to be, <clears throat> to be continued, this trial will be going on for a bunch of weeks. Joan, tell us about what happened with the flood yesterday. Were you upset for me? So, so my my AMT theater, we were actually in the middle of an interview on the stage and all of a sudden there was a flood downstairs. It came from upstairs. Our building is multiple tenants. We're on the main floor and the basement. And the flood was just ridiculous. And Mario, our amazing intern, was down there slop sinking and mopping and wet vacuuming with Sharon and Tamara and Tony. And we got the show. You know how they say the show must go on? You'd say this all the time. The show must go on. Who was there? Who was special? Who was special? I can't tell you until tomorrow. Sandy Canyon, I can tell you. WABC TV. We're going to be on WABC TV. So he was on stage. And Debbie we Duhame was there? Debbie Duhame came. Kevin McCullough gave us an amazing review. He came two nights ago with his lovely wife as his date. You think I should go? I think you should come with uh, okay. everyone in the law firm, please. Okay, wonderful. All right. Bettinger's Luggage, amazing it show. is the end of... Uh Thursday. And where are and we going? We're heading to Gracie Mansion for Italian American Heritage Night. Columbus Day, beginning the Columbus Day weekend kickoff. And you're wearing a green tie and red glasses. And a red pocket handkerchief and all that stuff. So, Sam Bellino, who's uh, celebrating Suck It and being Italian as well at the same time. Yes, that's right. Uh, God bless you both. Have a great night, everybody. We're off to Gracie Mansion. We will see you tomorrow. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored by Idala Bertuna and Cammons, PC. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.